Hey, what's going on? It's True News 365. Uh, today, I want to do a quick um, uh, response to uh, atheist, anti-theist talking points. I actually saw um, and so on social media, somebody posted these uh, objections. And um, it, some of them might be a little wacky and um some others are pretty um prevalent in the argumentation given by people who say they can't be christian or they can't be believers right so i kind of wanted to go through these really quickly because i wanted to see i wanted to have you know just a record of uh, touching on these finer points. Um, I've had some messages from people who have had some objections. Uh, some is, uh, sort of angry responses off of uh, my YouTube. And um, very skeptic and very um, in line with a um, <clears throat> uh, kind of like an, a hostile approach, a hostile understanding and this is this is the thing. <clears throat> excuse me. This this is the thing that needs to be laid out. Uh, it needs to be clear. Um, and some I have a couple of these things that I'll go through. <clears throat> like here, I have uh, one of the objections is that the, the hypocrisy of churchgoers. Right. A lot of people say, "Well, I don't believe. I'm not a Christian because Christians are hypocrites." <sighs> well. This is this is this I'll be I'll label this one as one of the silly ones, okay? Because if you think about it, um, what made you a hip, what made you a, a, a hypocrite? Were you a hypocrite before going to church, or all, or are you or were they a hypocrite after uh, they because they went to church? So it's kind of like a very biased. Um, uh, objection if you think about it does this mean that hypocrisy is exclusive to churchgoers uh it's very unclear but it is it is steeped in a lot of bias um and i've once heard that you know if you find yourself perfect then perhaps you don't want to join a church because you'll mess it all up um so perhaps you don't want to go to church whatever and church is a supposed to be a place for reform people who are reforming themselves from being human so the person who feels that they don't need uh any kind of fixing is perhaps the biggest type of hypocrite wouldn't you imagine so that's my objection to that silly uh popular objection the next one here it says believers are just trying to overcome fear of death this is another one the whole the old uh religion is a crutch deal <laughs> okay um the issue is is that uh atheists don't because you don't believe in in uh because you don't believe in christ that doesn't in any way shape or form mean that you're not going to die or that you're going to, your fear of death is going to be minimalized. 
It just means that you're going to deny your fear of death. When the atheist says, I don't, you know, you're, you're afraid of death. Well, I say, well, yeah, well, you too. Because um, you can't believe someone who just says, well, you know, ignorance is bliss. That's just a person who's denying it. That doesn't mean they don't have the fear. That means they're just repressing it and suppressing it. So, and that's pretty much in line with what the Bible says, that, you know, we, some, we suppress the truth in unrighteousness, right? So that's part of that suppression in, that's discussed in Romans 9. So you're, you're suppressing the natural fear of death. The Bible says uh, that God has put eternity in a person's heart, in our hearts. So we know that there's more to it than just this life, right? So <clears throat> the question is, is are, again, are we being biased? Are we being honest? Uh, no, we're not. And so when a person says, you know, uh, they're, they're not afraid of death, you know, whether you're a believer or not, it doesn't imply that you uh, do not fear death. Everyone fears death. Why? Because we've never been through death before. It's, it's the, the fear of the unknown, okay? And death is the biggest unknown known to man, all right? Uh, so to say that, you know, you don't fear it, well, I say, well, yeah, right, you know? Who, you, 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 you're, you're not selling a bridge to anyone. No one's buying a bridge off of you. Okay, so the next question is, science is the only basis for truth. This is, this is, I mean, I'm trying to, at this point, I'm trying to figure out who wrote this. This guy's a, is especially uh, deluded if they think the science is the basis of truth. Science is just a method. That's all it is. It's just a tool, an apparatus, uh, a, categor, a categorization, something that, a convention that we've uh, come up with to do the best we can to derive at facts. And sometimes facts aren't truth. Facts are just going to take you to where you have to go. Okay, so science is not truth. It's a different thing. Uh, what you can do is derive as, at, at as many facts as possible, and then you can, you can derive the truth based on trying to find out what the fact is in scientifically in the methodology of, of the modern scientific uh, par uh, uh, apparatus, right? So the problem is, is not everyone in the science community believes the same thing. And they try to, and they readily admit that we don't have all the answers now, and uh, one day we will. So you can't talk about truth when you don't have uh, the whole truth. Um, so it's not. No, it's not the basis of truth. It's the basis of deriving of facts uh, of which help us get to the truth. And with that, uh, where we are now, it's just a matter of discovering it. And 200 years ago, there are things that we... Uh, didn't know that if we knew back then, it would probably blow people's heads, right? Um, and so uh, it's just a matter of God having the grace to help us 
derive and to find come to these findings uh, with time and it shouldn't be to blow our heads up in uh, pride but it should be to humble us and to help us recognize the glory that God has bestowed upon us that he has given us the opportunity to be learners and to develop these things it should humble us it should not fill us up with pride the next thing is too much suffering and pain god either is not good or powerful enough to stop evil this is a good one because this is one <coughs> that got me uh interested in answering this for the podcast today uh and i can go on with this one alone for 20 more podcasts but um i was thinking the person who asks this like let's say well they say that god cannot stop evil uh well uh this because there has to be a purpose for it um evil uh is the byproduct of the lack of righteousness right uh just like darkness is the byproduct of the absence of light or cold is the absence of energy or rather heat in the form energy in the form of heat so in um, as a consequence where you have one you'll have the other right so that's basically what it is so god is not uh, the creator of evil but evil will exist with regard to the opposition of righteousness so what happens is is that if you choose not to do righteous what is left to do semi-righteous no when, it, when speaking in exclusive in exclusivities what we see is that when you don't do righteousness automatically evil is present evil is manifested right so the issue is um uh, the reality is is that the person discussing or bringing up the issue of evil needs to have a standard by which to determine what evil is so if they're using their ruler which is extremely short to measure the phenomenal concept of of evil and to be able to reconcile it with the other phenomenal uh, attribute of good you need to know a, a little bit you need to know about both the reality of both and if you're coming at it which is personal and subjective uh understandings of evil and good then you will uh continue in the realm of confusion because you can't judge a universally just god with uh one's simple and minimized uh a concept and understanding and subjective understanding of evil okay so that's basically where I, where I will leave that there because God uses uh, utilizes suffering and utilizes evil for his purposes and we see that in the scriptures where uh, uh, calamity happens and God uh, brings it about in order to fulfill his purposes now that might seem uh, 
extremely confusing, especially for someone who cannot grasp uh, the concept of evil and good, like I previously mentioned. But that's the problem of the person who has the subjective and the uh, the lack of understanding. It, I can't apologize for that ignorance and that minimal ex, uh, understanding of these important concepts because these are transcended and spiritual uh, concepts that can't be understood by uh, four-year-olds, right? Just like I can't explain uh, uh, monetary uh, taxation and finance to four, a four-year-old the same way I cannot explain these universal concepts of good and evil to a person who calls themselves an atheist and who is putting God on the judgment uh, on the uh, who's on the judgment seat, accusing God of evil. It's just in, impossible to be able to get them to understand these things, but. The best I can do is try to walk them, hold their hand, and walk them to show them how simplistic and how uh, subjective and sandy uh, and the, the foundation of th these concepts that they're trying to wrestle with. Okay, that's the best we can do for someone who doesn't understand what good and evil is from the beginning. Okay, many gods, and the next issue is many gods and religions. Which one? Well, um, <coughs> we see that Christians have uh, come up from all type of lands, from, you know, countries and nations where they, were, they are pagan or they believe in certain religions. Still, Christians are, in China, for instance, in a communist, anti-Christ state, you have over 100 million Christians that are underground, okay? There, there are those that are part of the state-run churches, but then you have the ones that are underground that number up to a hundred million, okay? This is in, in a devil stronghold, in a Satan stronghold in China. In India, I believe the count is like 30 million, 40 million, okay? In a land where there are, pardon there are uh, 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 God, multiple, multiple gods in their cultures. And so this is just two examples of places that, also in Muslim-run countries, you'll see Christians among them. Uh, so to say that, well, um, uh, which, you know, that there are many gods and religions, <coughs> the ones that you have to follow are the ones that make the claim. Like, for instance, God says that the heavens declare the glory of God. There has to be a God. When you look up, you have to say that there's a God that allows all these things. Well, who else could create or how we can come into place? Science hasn't answered, or rather, the study of science, the study of astronomy. All the sciences put together have not been able to give a commonsensical uh, response to how all these things came together uh, only that it all came together by chance or it came together with no purpose, you know. And so we have to wrestle with that and say, well, does that make more sense or does it make sense 
that instead there is a God. God leaves that to us and he's given us the reason as human beings and the brain power to be able to determine these things and to discern these things uh, for us, for ourselves. And more people acknowledge that, yeah, there has to be a, a creator because this stuff does not just go poof and here we are. And the this the supposed sciences of, well, we you know came we, we came from rocks, uh, doesn't measure up to them, to make sense. And it's not a factor of intelligence; it's a factor of ridiculous how ridiculous it is to assume that it could, you know. Um, and everything that we're seeing even now, uh, year by year by year, uh, all is is constantly debunking the uh the 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 progressive um uh uh you know the 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 information that has been put out over the years to defend a type of evolutionary and biological evolutionary process that has been in the books and everywhere uh you know, so it just it, every day more and more we come to see that no, this is not the case. Okay, uh, so yeah, so um, the contradictions between and within religions. Well, there's contra. Of course, there is. There's only, you know, you have a counterfeit. If you have a a dollar, right? The counterfeits are always going to come come about, and they're going to try to look as genuine as possible. And everything comes from the very beginning, where it says, uh, in the beginning God created, right? So, the pagan, the, the, the churches, the people that have been scattered, uh, have the notion and the concept of God, but because they don't have a personal understanding, and they have a traditional and a generational rejection of the one true God, now the, the human uh, gravity is to create a God to suit thyself and for thy own purposes. And so this is what we see with all the many different religions uh, over thousands of years in, uh, that sprout up over the many, many uh, lands and the peoples that are on the earth today. Okay, uh, here goes, a loving God... Um, would not allow people to be misled with false religions. <clears throat> that's actually not true. And that's not the narrative of the scriptures. The narrative of the scriptures, it already answers that. And it says that people have walked away. They rejected God. Everyone has not sought after God after knowing that God is the creator because the heavens declare the glory of God. And people do not turn to God. They have It's a rejection of God. Today, the, the understanding of Christianity might be just uh, uh, darkness in the fringes of humanity, uh, in the far jungles, in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the corners, in the recesses of civilization. But everywhere else, people know about who Jesus Christ is. People have even access to the Bible. Like I said, only in the fringes or in the controlled, uh, persecuted and subjugated uh, corners of the world, uh, because of their governments, do we find that people are, 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 are more ignorant of Christianity 
and the impact of Christ uh, having walked the earth. And so uh, most people do know about Christ, okay? Um, so the, the misleading is, is, <clears throat> is, is generational. And it's happening, but in a sense, we're seeing it even here, where our church has failed to teach its children about Christ. So that in itself can say, can you can say that it is a, a, a misleading, and that misleading is by and far the way it's been over time, uh, a um, a uh, uh, what I would call a rebellious. Uh, a rebellious uh, move not to continue to teach the ways of God, the scriptures, the truth that's found in the scriptures. And so that's why uh, uh, the deception continues. But it's not a deception that it's just uh, organic or whatever. It's based on generations of the rejection of God himself. Okay, so that's why we send missionaries to go out there to reach the lost, the ones whose forefathers have failed to tell them uh, the truth and continue on with the truth of, of who God is. And so that's why we do send missionaries. Today, those missionaries uh, are the Internet because of technology now more than ever. The word of God is being preached uh, into the recesses of the world, wherever that technology can possibly reach. Okay, <clears throat> genocide of whole tribes of people in the Old Testament. Sure, the genocide of, of whole whole tribes and people. Sure, God's judgment falls, and when God's judgment falls, God's judgment falls every day. You know, every day someone withers and gets and dies of old age. The withering, the dying of a person is God's judgment. The reminder of God's judgment. Okay? Every time we see a rainbow, okay, we think this is the promise that God will not flood us because of our sin. Okay? Uh, and it demonstrates, uh, it shouldn't demonstrate the evilness of God, if what it should be demonstrating is the grace of God, that God will have grace on us because of our sin against Him. Now remember, if, if, if you're, you have to demonstrate that you're not a wicked person first to be able to fall under the judgment of God. So that falls upon the person who says that God is evil for His judgment. Okay, so if you lied, if you've stolen, if you've, if you've been imperfect, if you've been uh, a, a sinner, and we all <coughs> recognize that we've sinned, well, we need to move forward and say we've sinned against a holy, holy, holy God. And so no one deserves, uh, deserves this mercy because we're fallen in sin since the beginning of time. So we must come to him and recognize that it, only in Him can there be justification. And so the rejection of that is what generates a comment like this, okay, of the genocide of the tribes. Once again, we go, we go back <clears throat> to measuring what, uh, what evil is. Is God evil for destroying His own creation? Can God decide, okay, well, you know, uh, 
I'm going to renew the the game board, replay the game, change it up. If if, <clears throat> if you have something that belongs to you, how much more won't God have the right to do and the sovereignty to do what he what he wishes with even the the galaxies if he created them? And here you have uh, uh, something smaller than a pea, a microscopic rebellious little thing, <clears throat> questioning God as to what to do with those things that willingly, just like they willingly sin, these things are willingly rebelling against God's sovereignty to do what he wishes and what brings him glory and what pleases him to his own creation and and you have to stand in a place where you understand what evil is most people that bring up these objections don't understand how wicked they are in the face of a holy and holy and holy god god should not the next one is god should not tolerate any evil <clears throat> in the world these 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 kind of are all interrelated god should not tolerate but who's 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 to say who who's the person that is so proud to write something like this down? Um, a person who doesn't know what evil is, a person that, that really has no no understanding of what evil is, they'll continue to make these comments. Another one is believers attracted to authoritarianism, desire to be under authority. Okay, so this, is, this one doesn't make sense. Believers attracted to authoritarianism desire to be under authority. Okay, yeah, that's a little, that's a little weird. <clears throat> authoritarianism, this almost, it almost sounds like this person is questioning rules, you know? And I often like to say, well, people don't like to, you know, follow rules. But it's like, okay, well, did, if you grew up with a mother and a father... <clears throat> a mother and a father at home and uh, didn't you have to have rules you had to brush your teeth you had to come to the table and eat with everyone else you you had there was ways that your loving precious mother and father <clears throat> whom you would if it, if it were normal claim to love under all normal conditions would say, I want to obey my parents because my parents would, but your parents had rules. You couldn't come home and too late, or you couldn't, you had to do this. You had to leave your shoes out front, you know, all of these things. So the person who, who fights against these things, you know, it's like, they can't say they don't, would they call their parents authoritarianism because they want to run their household and teach their children, uh, uh, their wisdom. You see, so it's very hypocritical, a lot of people who make these arguments. Okay, the next thing is, moving on, uh, believers uh, believers fooled into believing by mere coincidences. <sighs> mere coincidence, I don't know, what they, something like this would need an example. Okay, I'll skip to the next one. Believers selfishly think God and the universe is all about them. Well, because the Bible says that it is. <clears throat> The Bible leads you to believe that God is in control and owns all things, right? And then Jesus says that we are joint heirs with Christ. So that's actually nothing that I can debate because it's just, it is a fact. 
uh, believers selfishly um, think God and universe. Maybe I, I would I would take away the word selfishly, and I would say believers think God and universe is all about them, and it is because we are joint joint heirs with Christ. And he says that we will inherit the earth, and he says that there will be a new, a new heaven and a new earth, and God has given us all things. He said, if God would not give us uh, all things, he gave us his son, how much more would he not give us all things? <laughs> so it answers that, and yeah, uh, but they of course are, uh, uh, anyone who's asking this question in this way is obviously someone who has the subjective uh the subjective stance on morality to then call people selfish but they themselves don't really know what selfishness is and of course they can't see it in themselves and wouldn't be able to identify it because of their subjective stance on morality so the next one is god is a dictator chooses some but not others now this is attacking the 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 um the the doctrine of predestination and election um, pretty much, uh, God, let's see, God, he's a dictator. Well, he's, he's a good dictator. He's a holy dictator and he's like a holy master, uh, of which we throw ourselves at his feet and give him, uh, worship because he is worthy, right? But he chooses what will happen. And that is a concept that is far beyond what most people calling themselves atheists are able to grasp they don't have transcendent thinking so they can't understand spiritual matters but nevertheless he chooses and he is he says well who are you uh to ask as a pot to ask the potter uh, he says he has the right to create uh vessels for destruction as well as vessels for glory and so that's arguing with the man and I wouldn't put myself in a position to argue with the man, uh, but he is a dictator, only he is a holy and loving dictator of whom deserves all worship. Uh, okay, so the next one is God treats women unfairly. Not true. Not true. If you look at Jesus, uh, what he's done for women uh, in, in the time that in the Old Testament and the time even during Jesus' day, where women women were not uh, given, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the certain type of acknowledgement or under, you know, uh, observance, right? Um, uh, Jesus um, showed himself when he first revealed, when he first uh, resurrected. He appeared himself first, and he gave the honor to women to pass on the message so women were the first uh, mary <clears throat> was the first evangelist and he gave uh that incredible honor to women also the honor that was given to mary his mother <clears throat> is beyond all question uh and she said that in her magnificat how she uh, was humbled by god and how god has honored her with that uh calling and everywhere you see in the New Testament, you see examples of how God uh, 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 raised women um, to a higher level, um, which can definitely be debated and demonstrated. 
going from scripture to scripture to scripture to scripture. Nevertheless, also men are to love their wives. Women are to submit to their own husbands, not all men. Uh, we understand these things. Women have their roles of honor uh, where God has stated. And uh, the world, if you compare that to the honor that the world has given women, uh, you, you can't compare what, what, the, what the world and what secularism uh, offers women. And then look at and compare and contrast uh, the, the universal differences. Believe me, um, you cannot compare especially if you see how confused women are in this culture sadly uh, okay let me see unfair to, to be blamed for Adam's sin well Adam was the first human and so Adam was supposed to be the headship over all humanity <clears throat> the problem is that something I'd like to challenge people and they say well Adam sinned right uh, you can only argue that it's unfair that we are to be punished or we the, the curse should go down. But ask yourself, um, what exactly are you complaining about? Uh, if Adam sinned, that means you would have sinned. Because Adam walked face to face with God in the cool of the day. And Adam fell. But then ask yourself, could you stop sinning? <clears throat> could you do any better than Adam? I really doubt it. Okay? We can't do any better than Adam. Adam was way better than us. Uh, way more advanced than we are. <clears throat> most likely. Um, by, by light years. And um, if you can stop sinning, then you can say you're not uh, culpable or you're not uh, responsible. But since we can't stop sinning, the same thing happens to us and because um, of sin the wages of sin is death and so we die because we sin if you're able to stop sinning then you're you'll be you'll live forever okay you should try that experiment sometime and see if it works <clears throat> but that's that's what it's all about he was our human headship and what when he fell we fell okay that's like what happens with the team. We see that in, in, in sports. If a team fails, oftentimes the coach and the leadership of that team will have to be replaced. That's just how it is. It's about responsibility. It's about culpability. It's about uh, order. That's basically how it is. Okay, so the next one is God is unfair to reveal himself to some but not to others. No, that's, I'll skip through that one real quick. God has revealed himself in his scripture and heavens declare the glory of God. The next move is ours. What are we going to do? You know, how are we going to come to God? All right. So he has revealed himself <clears throat> and he does every day. Every time you see the evil, everything you see around us, not just socially, not just physically, but internally, not just scientifically, not just psychologically, not just in all areas. God has determined, has, has, has yelled, I'm here. I'm, and I'm waiting for you. Okay? That's what that's that's just the way it is. The next one is why would God make eternal happiness or torture dependent on whether we heard about him or not? Let me read that again. Why would God make eternal happiness or torture dependent on whether we have heard about him or not? That's not the case. 
The case is that we die because of sin, because of sin that we separated from a holy God. It's the wheat and the chair and the tares. Okay, the 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 wheat comes down and the tares blow away. That's just how it is. It's just a universal law. Um, uh, basically, <clears throat> he why would he make it? Uh, dependent upon whether we know about him, but we do. Um, we have heard about him, and it's about our morality. It's about, uh, he's a moral God. He is a holy God. So what does a holy, it's like, what do you do with the with your wrappers and your garbage in your house? Uh, what do you do with it? You discard it. It's a discarding. That's what it's all about. Um, what do you think is happening to the the garbage that you take out at night? What do you think? You, you don't think about it much, <clears throat> but it goes through a lot of processes and it goes through, you know, a burning, you know, and in the landfill and it's get tossed out. God is holy. What on earth does he have to do with something that is absolutely useless to him in a universe where People don't argue about gravity. They know what's going to happen. You don't go to a cliff and say it's unfair <coughs> that if I jump, I should die. I mean, why can't I float? You don't just change universal laws because you want them to change. That just doesn't make sense. You accept them or else. Well, it's the same thing with the universal law of sowing and reaping. It's the same with the universal law of good and evil. And so what happens is that we sinned against an eternal God. So our sin is universal. If you sin against your mother, it's one thing. You get a certain type of <coughs> level of punishment. If you sin against a cop, you get a certain level of punishment. If you get a sin against a Supreme Court justice, you get a certain level of punishment. If you sin against the president and the whole nation, you get a certain level of punishment. The higher you go, the worse your punishment will be, right? So if you sin against a holy and eternal God, you tell me what kind of sin, what kind of punishment or retribution should you receive, okay? Now the next one is, can God have the right to save some but not others why is god worth worshiping yeah this could go on forever to answer this we already established god has the right it says in romans you know god has the right to create whatever he's sovereign he's he's the creator uh for a microscopic flea to question the creator of all galaxies and he holds them in the palm of his hand is just ridiculous why would the next one is Oh, okay, it's like we are born sick and commanded to be well. Well, no, we are born sick and we're commanded, okay, to 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 drink the medicine because the cure has been uh, offered. But this is the child, the the ignorant child. This is the example of the ignorant child who is really sick 
but refuses to drink her medicine, right? And you're trying to put, I have a, my child, I have three children, and they used to do this to me all the time, and they were really sick and miserable, but because they were children, they didn't understand that they would feel so much better if they drank that medicine, okay? And so they keep fighting against the cure. That's what people do. They fight against the cure. Um, we didn't make the choice to be born. But see, this is an interesting one. We didn't make the choice to be born. That's absolutely correct. But now you have, you're born, and every person, every child, every every creature, human being that comes into this world has the ability to walk in, in eternity, okay, in absolute joy and truth and reality and without sin. That is the promise that that is given to us in the truth of, of God's scripture and the truth of God's word, right? So only our lives here on earth, as we know it, is only a minuscule, a, 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 like the, the Bible says, uh, uh, you know, we're just like uh, mist here today, gone tomorrow. We live maybe 70, 80, 90 years if we're blessed, right? And then what? Okay. So all that to, to, to protect a lifestyle that we know is unjust. It makes no sense. So we weren't, we weren't, we weren't, we didn't choose to, to be born. So that's saying that I would rather have not been born than to, you know, dwell in absolute joy, peace, and sinless forever for eternity. That just shows you the bias of the person who could say something like that. Because here you have an opportunity. Every human being has, will, has an opportunity to live in the bliss of truth and, and, and sin sinlessness and purity and yet and and these are people to claim to know what is good but they can't see it because they're so busy uh, fighting against uh, a, a holy 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 God so you can see how they're they see things in a warped way and they say I wasn't I didn't choose to be born but yet those who follow Christ okay they they their joy is the fact that they now they they have now passed from death unto life okay that's what the bible says and uh they have nothing but to look forward to an eternity without this body of death uh in the next life okay so that answers that the next one is we have to beg and plead to be accepted by god and not be punished. What's wrong with that? So we, I beg and plead every single day because I'm still living in this uh, this body of of decaying, the body of of stubbornness and and sin. Uh, not to be that way is to think that you're holy. Is to think that there's nothing wrong with you. And so. These are the, this is the perspective of people who think that they just make mistakes and, you know, uh, they're good people and all that stuff. Well, that goes completely opposite to the truth of Scripture. Um, and so that just demonstrates where the person's heart is. And they're opening it up and, and they're yelling off the rooftops what type of person they see themselves as. 
uh, okay, because um, we do have, we sinned against the holy, holy, holy God. And so it, yeah, by accept, uh, by recognizing who we truly are, we can recognize who God truly is. Uh, the next one is, isn't the essence of Christianity hoping to please God, hoping to make it into heaven or earn God's approval? Isn't the essence of Christianity hoping to please God? Hoping to make <clears throat> well, I would say maybe the essence of Christianity is hoping to please God. Absolutely, because the Bible says we loved him, but he loved us first, right? He loved us, and so we love him back because we are uh, grateful. <clears throat> the one that says that those who have much sin uh, forgive and love much, right? Um, I hope you may say, well, we, the Bible already promises us that we will make it into heaven. And, and it also says that we, uh, by faith, we do earn God's approval, that God is pleased. Uh, without faith, it is, it is impossible to please God, the Bible says, right? So that answers that, you know, uh, absolutely. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Next, que next, next question is, it's only human to make mistakes. We don't deserve to suffer for that. See, there it is. Uh, the, the mistakes, quote unquote, mistakes. Uh, by, by that thinking, <clears throat> we see screaming in front of us subjective truth, not understanding what good, bad is. This is a person who believes they're making mistakes. And so they don't have the concept of sin. They don't have the concept of the reality, the truth of our position on earth. I'm trying to go through these a little faster. Why would God set, up, set us up for failure? Well, no. See, God does not set us up for failure because he clearly tells us and walks us through this life. And those that love God, he says, the ones who love me keep my commandments. Okay, it's out of love that we worship God, that we live for God, that we walk for Christ. And so the, the, the character of the, 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 the born again is actually joy, okay, and thanksgiving. Those are perhaps one of the two biggest attributes of the Christian life, joy and thanksgiving, okay? That's what it's all about. It's, the Bible says don't let anything tear your joy or steal your joy, and nothing could steal your joy in the truth right and so uh that whole issue about setting us up for failure that's not true at all because that's that's uh that a person who's failing is a person who's who's uh who's not in christ a person who's not in christ is a person who's denying christ a person who's denying christ is a person who's running from christ okay they're denying their sin they're denying their accountability before god well that person is not a f failure that person hasn't even tried you know that person isn't even in the race that person refuses to race they're they're away from the track they don't even want to get near the track okay so that's what i would say about that person god doesn't set us up for failure if anything what we see through the scriptures is it says that we are more than conquerors in him who loved us so um so where he sets us up for conquering our sins he sets us up for conquering he sets us up to win that's what the whole, uh, the whole walk of Christ, the whole message of Christ is all about. Next question is, all right, wow, I can't believe I've, I've gone this, uh, this much time. Um, last one is, I'll leave it at here. Why should we have to believe in something with no evidence at all? Okay, this, this is re repetition. And of course, this is where we end today. 
This is True News 365.com. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, perhaps we'll pick up on this later on. Take care.